you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I'm Red Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. The NFL annual league meeting down in Palm Beach, Florida has now come and gone with some major actionable items. Perhaps chief among them, overtime is in fact changing. You get a possession. You get a possession. Everybody gets a possession. At least one, but only in the postseason. We're going to dig into all of it uh, with my good pal, friend of the program, and of course our NFL media colleague here, Mike Giard. Michael, hello. Rhett, how are you, sir? I, I'm wonderful. Um, watched your great work on uh, NFL Now all this week and uh, excited to chat about some of these things that we saw go down. I mean, like the the NFL League meeting is like a treasure trove of headlines and newsworthy items that come from just about every single owner, GM, head coach. I mean, the, the head coach photo has become a news item. <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with here. Um, but Look, I think the one of the biggest things, you know, in addition to the NFL forming a new uh, committee to review diversity and hiring practices in the NFL and some other amendments uh, to the Rooney rule that we've been talking about and, and keeping that rolling and trying to keep fortifying it was the amendment to the overtime rule, uh, which, as I mentioned, now guarantees each team a possession um, only in the postseason. Everything that you saw last year about overtime in the regular season will remain in the regular season. But in the postseason, we will, I guess, no longer have what happened in the Chiefs-Bills game, right? Where, you know, you had Josh Allen guide the Bills down through another touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis in the final minute of the fourth quarter. And then with 13 seconds left, the Chiefs got themselves into field goal range. Harrison Butker kicks a field goal. We go to OT. Chiefs win the toss, score in the first possession, game over. And everybody's like, oh. You know what? We were robbed of Josh Allen. Let me ask you this to kick th- kickstart this conversation here, Mike. The way that both defenses were playing late in that game, Chiefs go down and score first possession of overtime, kick it to the Bills. Bills go down and score first possession of overtime. It's tied. Chiefs get the ball again. 
score again, game over, same result? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, so so I I understand why people wanted to see this continue and wanted, you know, you got caught up in the moment. You want Josh Allen to get the ball the way it was going. But I just go back to the original thing. And I understand the coin toss. Hold them to a field goal, at least, with the original rules that were in place. Yeah. Hold them to a field goal, you get the ball back. Your defense has to make a stop there. And to your point now, these defenses are pretty tired by that point and haven't been exposed in that game in particular. Like, yeah. there's no question that both teams, in my mind, were going to go down and score touchdowns. So then it's going to be Kansas City's ball, to your point, with, you know, hey, go 30 yards, kick a field goal, game's over, and, and that's that. So I didn't see the need, really, to change it. And I know Siciliano had a point on NFL Now yesterday about I think it's 52% of the teams that won the coin toss have won the game, which is not a, a stark number. I know it's a lot different in, in the playoffs where it's like 10-2, and two, I think, if you won the coin toss, you win in overtime. Sure. Yeah, but but to me, just make a stop. Just That's part of football. you got to make a stop. And now we're kind of extending it out. I think the other thing here, and I guess I understand now why they're not going to do it in regular season, is you're just adding more playing time which we talk about player safety all the time, and you can say whether they're really into player safety or not, but now you're adding that element where the game is dragging on longer. We've added another game in the regular season, and now you're just exposing these guys to just a little bit more uh, over the course of a very long season. And, and that's a good point, too, because that's probably the biggest um, uh, the biggest red flag on a potential, well, let's just let them play another 10 minutes. Let's just play the whole 10 minutes and see what happens. Well, because, you know, we could be tied again at 10 minutes. Then what? Play another 10? You know, and we're into, you know, seven overtimes here at some point. So, like, we get... <laughs> I, I understand that part of it, too. Um, but Brandon Bean, GM of the Buffalo Bills, who, you know, has done a phenomenal job uh, rebuilding that franchise and building them into a consistent winner and a dominant force now in the AFC East, which is certainly saying something considering the Patriots' reign of success in that division, said he first thought of the rule change actually when the Patriots played the Chiefs back in 2019. Surely, you know, seeing Josh Allen not get a possession, his quarterback in overtime, you know, this past year certainly played a big role. So, I don't know. Are Bills fans happy today? I mean, they're happy for a lot of reasons, but are they happy about the about overtime? I mean, I guess, yeah, you get your guy to have yeah. the ball one more time, so you get to right. see that part of it. But, I, you know, I don't know that, again, it, it really necessarily defense. solves everything, right? Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the Chiefs thing because the Patriots-Chiefs game, there was big outcry after that because Mahomes had been on fire in the second half right. of that game. And you're like, well, now you took the ball out of his hands, but their proposal didn't go anywhere in the aftermath of that. So took a few more years to to get something punched through where at least both teams get the ball. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I don't hate it. I just I still am in, of the mind of just just make a stop. Hold them to 3, not 7 and give your guy a chance. Okay, let's talk about the other uh big newsworthy item surrounding the Buffalo Bills that comes out of the annual league meeting, which was the announcement from the Pagula Sports and Entertainment Group of an agreement on a new $1.4 billion stadium, 30-year lease, groundbreaking set for next spring and would tentatively be set to open and be ready to play in 2026. will still be an open-air stadium and will still be there in Orchard Park. I think we all knew that a new stadium was desperately needed there in the Buffalo area, and now they got it. This seems like a pretty good deal. It certainly does. And to me, the big thing about it, Red, is the 30-year lease, right? Because 
the Bills have been one of those teams. Every few years you get rumblings. Well, if we don't get this or, you know, we, we can't improve the infrastructure here, maybe we think about going somewhere else. I mean, I think it was, it was just a couple of years ago where that sort of was floating around the NFL about Toronto. potentially, yeah, about yeah. potentially moving. And now I think obviously with a 30-year lease, uh, I'm assuming that's ironclad and they're locked in pretty good. And that that's great because that's a terrific region. They love their football team. But let me just say this, Rhett. I am going to miss the old stadium. I think that there are very few places in the National Football League that are as unique as that stadium is. That gives such a great home field advantage. Uh, the way it's built, it's sort of into the ground. And you've been there. You know what it's mm-hmm. like. I- I've told people this before. And I've been now every stadium except for the new Los Angeles one and the new Vegas one. And the loudest place that I have ever been is in Buffalo. Wow. Those people, when their team is winning, particularly considering the rivalry with the Patriots, when they're beating the Patriots, is, is, uh, it's incredible. I, and I remember a game, I think it was 2011, they intercepted Brady four times. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. And to quote Al Michaels, that's when um, sound had feel. It hit you in the chest, and it absolutely just went right through your body it gave me goosebumps. It was just one of those things. Um, I think that's as unique a stadium as there is in the National Football League. And, and I know that there will be better amenities and bigger locker rooms and all these things that, that the modern NFL and the modern athlete wants. But there's something about that place that's very, very special. And I'll be curious to see if they can replicate the advantage they had in that stadium with the fans being right on top of you. And um, it, it really is something there. Yeah. So like you're covering the Patriots there, Bills beat the Patriots and you walk into the smallest and most <laughs> like egregiously outdated <laughs> visitors locker room with a like despondent group of players that are, you know, devastated and you're trying to step over them literally to and try to like you're hiding in someone's locker to talk to someone next to the in the locker. I mean, like that I will not miss. No. About Highmark Stadium uh for sure, but I don't know. Maybe they could just bring that back and just be like, "Hey, it was one. It's part of the nostalgia of hey, well, uh, the old Ralph." Yeah, I mean, think about think about how some of these away locker rooms are. Anyway, right? They're not trying to make you're not getting the creature yeah, comforts. This is the, we're yeah. not making this spacious. Yeah. We're going to put you on top. We want you to hate each other by the time you're done in our locker room. You know, they expanded that locker room about five years ago, and they made a second room, which is about just as small as the first room. But now there are there are two rooms: offense, defense. You know. I got you. Yeah, that's nice. So on the Bills, though, um, Josh Allen, obviously catalyst for that team, face of that franchise. But then they go and sign a Super Bowl MVP and a guy who could become just the second player ever to get a third ring with three different teams in Von Miller. What does this do for this team? Like, does this more so than the overtime change? Does this allow them to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs and finally make that move you know, into real Super Bowl contention here? Well, for starters, I mean, that's an issue that as they've built this team and done such a terrific job, as you mentioned, Brandon Bean and this five-year build with Sean McDermott and how they've done it, the thing that they have lacked pretty much this entire time is that guy screaming off the edge that's capable of changing a game. And Von Miller is that guy. So from, from that vantage point, I think it's it made all the sense in the world. But to me, I dig deeper with this. And I say, you know, and I was reporting it around the time of the combine, that there were some 
agents of prominent defensive players that had reached out to the Bills, not vice versa. They had reached out to the Bills and said, my guy's interested in your franchise and your team. And to me, Buffalo has become a destination and it's part of the build, right? And putting this team together that has now been in the playoffs four or five years and has given the Chiefs a run for their money in each of the last two. But it's Josh, right? That, that people look at that guy and say, Josh Allen is the dude. He's the guy. He can run. He can throw. He leads. His teammates love him. Like, I want to be on that guy's side because when I look at that guy, I think there are going to be multiple Super Bowl titles in Buffalo. And, you know, there are some people, especially where I'm located in New England, who say, oh, he just took the money. He took the money. Well, in reality, it's a two-year deal. They can get out right. of it after two years, certainly three for no no cost. So three years and $51 million for someone who um, is playing still at a high level. And maybe that third year, you don't get the sort of production you want from them. But I, I think they got to feel pretty good about what they're going to get from them in year one and year two. And I think it just it signals to everybody. If you didn't already know that we're someone to be reckoned with, we are now. And we're, we're attracting people to Buffalo to play for the mafia, to play with 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 Josh Allen. And um, I don't know. You know, I, I know there's a lot that's happened here in the offseason and there's still plenty more to go. But to me, they're they're the best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, especially if they uh, keep those primary core pieces together, right? Uh, you know, obviously it's not just Josh Allen, but it's his number one target, yes. Stefan Diggs. How do you think Brandon Bean was taking to uh, little brother's recruitment of Big Brother <laughs> to come down to Dallas? Uh, talking about Trayvon Diggs' Twitter recruitment of his brother. Yeah, Brass probably didn't go over that great. Um, and I think the interesting thing with Diggs is that now he's criminally underpaid, right? Because of what happened to the receiver market yep. uh, in the last two years, really, but certainly this offseason. Um, and it's been something that has been brought up a number of times to Bean about, you know, do you feel the need to get an extension done with Diggs? And I think obviously they would love to. As he said, you know, it's got to be something that works for both sides. So I guess... You know, Steph can be pretty private about this stuff, but I guess we'll have to see where his head is at. But certainly to this point, he has loved playing in Buffalo and, and loved playing with Josh. So, um, But that's certainly something we I think we, we definitely, Red, have to keep an eye on moving forward. You know, will there be talks? What do those talks look like? And can they get close enough to, to convince him to stay? Or does he does he have that longing to go play with his brother? I mean, that's, that's not, you know, that wouldn't be shocking. I know the McCordys, they eventually... United, that's something that they wanted to do at some point. They did it. We'll, we'll have to see if the Diggs brothers yeah. want to do that as well. Yeah, but certainly a, a huge piece of a now back-to-back run as AFC East champions. That a distinction usually reserved for the New England Patriots, uh, who have now not won a playoff game in three years, as uh, we were made uh, aware of by their owner, Robert Kraft, uh, yes. down at the annual league meeting this week. And we will get into that and the Patriots' pursuit of regaining that AFC East crown, uh, as well as some interesting moves, but not unfamiliar, along that Patriots coaching staff. Next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, back here with you on NFL Inside Report, talking about the AFC East a little bit uh, with Mike Giardi, certainly covered this division uh, for a long time, knows the Patriots inside and out. We were just talking about the Bills, and as the Patriots now try to get back to the top of the division, they're doing so in some unique ways. Um, They've lost a bunch of coaches and executives over the course of the last few years. Price of success, right? Uh, Most recently, Josh McDaniels leaving um, to become the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, though, are back after unsuccessful runs as head coaches outside of New England. But what we do have now is the lack of title, which, again, is nothing new in New England. Uh, No DC, no offensive coordinator. Still not totally sure who's calling plays right on either side. What do you you make of all this shakeup here by Belichick? Uh, This to to me, Red, is a... um, It's a gamble. Because you you've, you transitioned from Brady, you know you had the one year with Cam Newton as the sort of the filler, and then you've reset essentially with Mac Jones, and he had a, a promising rookie year, and now we always talk about him. Belichick, primarily, the the leap between year one and two—that's what you want to see. This big jump, and that, that there should be a big jump for good players, and Mac Jones is a good player, so um, he was shepherded along nicely by Josh McDaniels, who met with him after every drive, you know, the right to the bench, right with the tablet, talk things over. 
Um, one of the things they loved about Mac is ability to adjust on the fly, those conversations, being able to translate them to the field. Well, now who's doing that with him? And there is no clarity from, from Bill Belichick on that front. In fact, when he said, are you going to work with quarterbacks more? Bill Belichick, he said, yeah, I'll continue to work with him as he's done. He, he meets with the quarterbacks at least once a week. But then he said, Matt, as in Matt Patricia, will do some. And Joe Judge, who's an offensive assistant, he will do some. Um, and then, you know, internally, I know there are some people there that were hoping that Nick Caley, who's the tight ends coach and has sort of been on this nice path, that he would be the one in charge of at least the passing game, if not the offensive coordinator. So is somehow he involved in this? We don't have any answers. And as Belichick said, we don't have to call plays for a while. Um, so uh, we're going to be waiting and seeing how that all plays out. But to me, it's it's massive because you can't afford a step back here. I think your owner just made it clear he doesn't want to step back. He expects them to contend this year. So um, that's critical to me. And I think there are people around the league that are sort of scratching their heads saying, should they have done more for Mac in terms of the coaching? Should they have gotten in a real offensive coordinator? Bill O'Brien's a name that was kicked around. And I think there was some mutual interest, but there's also the relationship between Belichick and Saban and do I want to poach your guy only if you give me, you know, your your right. approval? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it, it's fascinating. I, I don't, you know, we look oftentimes we look at the head coach, right? Well, how's this new head coach going to handle the situation? His first job, can he? Well, now we're going to be looking at these assistants and how it all breaks down, and are we seeing improvement in, in important players to the Patriots? Because if we're not, um, I don't know. You know, the the division's gotten tougher and tougher. You're now chasing the Bills. The gap between you and the Bills is fairly sizable based on right. the last two meetings when you did not force them to punt. In fact, you haven't forced them to punt in 10 quarters now. So, um, yeah, there's there's some work to do for sure. So who do you think the leading candidate is to call plays, at least offensively, right? Because we've seen, you know, Steve Belichick, we've seen Gerard Mayo yep. call plays, you know, defensively. But what about offensively? Like, could it be Joe Judge? You know, could- I, th- I think it could be Joe Judge or I think it could be a combination of Joe and Nick. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, sort of, you know, you're the passing game guy. I'm the running game part guy. Of the system. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, is that, is that an effective way of doing things? I mean, you look at Miami this past year. At one point, they had three different guys calling plays. They had their right. co-offensive coordinators and their quarterbacks coach. I believe they were, what, were they one and eight or one and seven at one point. So, yeah. um, you know, it took a long time for that to sort of um, Settle materialize out. and be effective. So, I, you know. I don't think the Patriots can afford to be in that sort of hole. So again, I'm really curious to see how it works out. And if you're looking at, you know, Joe Judge's history, um, obviously the head coach, but the offense with him as the head coach was pretty putrid over two seasons with the the Giants. And, you know, I threw out a stat yesterday, you know, Daniel Jones's rookie year, 12 games, 24 touchdown passes. In the next 25 games with Joe Judge as the head coach, he threw 21 touchdown passes. Now, that's not all on the coach. No, that's not all on Daniel Jones. Yeah. There's all kinds of different pieces. But if you're looking for progress, you didn't see it there in a on a Joe Judge team with a young quarterback. Right. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, as you mentioned, and as we talked about with, with Robert Kraft coming out and talking about uh, he's a fan of the New England Patriots first. And like many of the fans realizing that they have not won a playoff game now in three years after making, you know, quite frankly, a habit of that over the previous, you know, 18 years, if you will, 17. Um, Last year, he came out and said that uh, he was kind of critical of the way that the Patriots had drafted uh, about this time. And 
than this year. It's like, no, I th- feel like we, I like what we did in last year's draft. I feel like this is a tactic. He wants to be here next year in at the annual meeting talking about how they want a playoff game, right? It worked. Calling him out for the, calling out the drafting, better draft. Call him out for not winning a playoff game. We win a playoff game. I mean, it's all going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it has a potential to happen, Red, if they get the jumps from players like Mac Jones that I mentioned. But also, I think, and you're looking at their relative inactivity and free agency, um, they spent a ton last year. And some of those players, Nelson Aguilar, John o. Smith in particular, did not play to the level of the contract that they were getting uh, and did not make the impact, I think, necessary for this team to take that next step. So to me, and this is part of, you can say this is spin or this is the truth. Well, something lies in between, but this was a two-year project with this group. We spent big because there was the COVID and we had money and other teams didn't have money. And we knew we weren't going to have as much money in year two here of this bill, but toss, this was a two-year process. And those guys in particular have to elevate their game and become the players that they're being paid to, to be in order for this team to sort of take that next step and maybe be the team that wins a playoff game. But um, I have a lot of questions about their roster. They've lost a lot of good players uh, or important pieces to their team and, and past success. Uh, and they have done very little to replace that. I mean, I guess their big offseason acquisitions thus far are the Winovich for Mac Wilson trade at linebacker. Wilson sort of yeah. fell out of favor with Cleveland's sort of a bit of a smaller linebacker by their standards, but maybe more speed. And then signing, you know, Jabril Peppers yesterday as sort of a jack-of-all-trades yeah. secondary guy. But other than that, it's been a lot of no guarantees, right. you know, roster filler types, maybe come in and compete, a Mitchell at corner or somebody like yeah. that. Like, that's not going to move the needle. They lost J.C. Sure. Jackson. How, how do you fill that hole? That's To me, that's still a massive... Massive right. void in their in their defense. Right. And, you know, look, th- there's going to be a good player available for them where they're picking in the first round. You know, are, are they going to dip the toes back into the wide receiver market in the first round yes. after the Nikhil Harry situation still has not really worked out or resolved itself um, as, you know, there was trade talk a while ago yeah. and still there. Um, and so, yeah, in, 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 perhaps there's a corner there as well um, that might fit Brett, in. Brett, a it's hard, hard to trade a receiver who has, I think he had 12 catches last year. Right. In year three. Right. Like, I mean, what, what, yeah. what's the value? What's the value there here? I'll give, no, there you a, isn't. I'll give you a seventh, you know, like conditional. Right. Seven. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. uh, he blocks well, but I don't sure. think that's exactly what you're looking for when you draft a guy in the first round to play wide receiver for you. No question. Um, The Baltimore Ravens made Lamar Jackson the very last pick of the first round uh, just a few years ago now. And it seems like, you know, ever since he won the MVP um, in his second season that we've been talking about a potential contract extension for Lamar Jackson, which, again, has not happened yet. This is complex. There's been a recent lack of availability for Lamar Jackson, although I think we all agree that when healthy, and when that offense is humming, and when the rest of the offense around him is healthy, they're as good as there as an attack as there is in football, and as difficult to stop and game plan for, and that whole thing. But he doesn't really have an agent. He's kind of negotiating himself. Uh, Eric DaCosta talked about that. We know John Harbaugh just got his new contract extension, going to be there for the next three years. They all talk about how they love Lamar. But how complicated is this, especially after Deshaun Watson just got $230 million fully guaranteed? 
Well, we just heard from the owner, right, in Baltimore, who said, yeah, that that really complicates things for everybody. And they're a little bit surprised that uh, that contract is fully guaranteed. And, I mean, he got an $80 million raise from the contract he had just signed with Houston and, and never really got an opportunity to fulfill for, for, for a bunch of different reasons, obviously. Um, his desire not to play there and then obviously what's happening in the court system. But to me, the interesting thing about Lamar is – Lamar seems to be taking, and again, we're getting very little from Lamar, so we're just sort of reading between the lines here. He seems to be taking the Kirk Cousins approach. I'm going to maximize my value year to year, get all this guaranteed money, and then eventually, eventually, we're going to sit down at the table if you get to this point of multiple franchise tags and say, we're guaranteeing all of this, we're doing this for a long time, and it's we're going to make million. Yeah, That's we're going to make an obscene yeah. amount of money. There, there was a post from Lamar about the, wanting to yeah, be a morning. billionaire. Oh, that wanting to yes. be a billionaire. Yes, yes. And God, you know, God bless you. If you can get it, go get it, my friend. Right. Me too. Um, but it, it does make you wonder about you know his approach here and his sort of unwillingness at this point to sit down at the table. It, it does seem like he wants this to play out year after year until he maximizes every single dollar that he feels like he's worth. And that, yeah. you know, puts Baltimore in a bit of a bind as well, right? I mean, I know the cap's going to explode. So, you know, maybe, and I know the cap can be <laughs> manipulated in a variety of Clearly. ways. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how they feel about that getting further and further down the road. And, and obviously, by betting on himself, he's also putting himself at risk. Not signing a long-term deal you know, tomorrow you could break your leg. Tomorrow you could tear up your knee. Yeah. And then, you know, are you the same player? Is that money still there for you? Um, but he's, at this point, he appears clearly willing to bet on himself. Uh, apparently, Lamar tweeting at you uh, today, Mike, by saying that, uh, stop trying to read my mind uh, about <laughs> my, my contract. Uh, hey. He's, <laughs> he's, hey, Lamar, bud, <laughs> hey, why, don't you just, why don't you just tell us what you want? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what movie you'd like to see? Exactly. Um, I he did say uh, this week. I love my Ravens. I don't know who who the you know hell is putting out false narratives out that I'm having thoughts about leaving. Stop trying to read my mind. I don't know. I mean, surely there are false narratives everywhere about just about everything these days, especially on social media. But the the narrative is still very mysterious. Like right. You would feel like he's earned a contract. Uh, you feel like the Ravens at this point, the way that they have geared their personnel and their offense around him, um, would like to give him one. John Harbaugh says that he's really just not interested in it right now. And as you mentioned, that that kind of does bring back some of those Kirk Cousins thoughts who played on two straight franchise tags with Washington, then got his free agent. Uh, it was an unrestricted free agent, got a fully guaranteed deal. Um, so, but for me, I mean, like if I'm Lamar, I'm like the starting point is $230 million fully guaranteed. I'm an MVP. Deshaun Watson was not an MVP. Look what he's dealing with right now, and look what he got. Yep. So no, there's no question. That's that's the very that's probably, and I'm probably shooting a little bit higher than that, yeah. right? You know. Oh yeah, that's point, a minimum. I've that's been in the playoffs. Point. I I won an MVP. Like yeah, how's 300 million sound? How's 350 right. million sound? You right. know, I'm still right. in my prime. You know, I'm still developing. So, um, but like you know, to, to his you know the, the false narratives. I haven't actually heard anything about him wanting to leave. I, I think, haven't either. Yeah, I think it's just pretty clear that he is slow playing this thing. And hey, Lamar, if you want to clear things up, 
why don't you just tell everybody what you want? That's that's really what it comes down to. You you can yeah. you can absolutely quell all the speculation. You can stop that by just saying, "This is my thought. This is my process, and this is what I want to do." Yeah, and like for goodness sakes, like can we not just keep a quarterback on the team that drafted him for once? <laughs> I mean, my gosh, this soft season, my head's still spinning uh, as as fast as this quarterback carousel was. Uh, Mike Giardi there setting us straight uh, with a, a ton of the news. I mean, like, and, and then Mike Lastly here, and I, I'm just going to leave everybody on this. Like, as we were talking about the Patriots getting back to the playoffs, you think about the continuity the Ravens have, the Buffalo Bills. Think about the quarterbacks that are now in the AFC sure. as the gauntlet was thrown down on the Patriots to win a playoff game. <laughs> okay. Mahomes, uh, Russell Wilson now in the AFC, Justin Herbert, uh, Derek Carr. That's all in the AFC West. I mean, like that whole division could make the playoffs like in, in its entirety, which would leave, you know, very few spots available for other teams to find the, their way into the postseason. Then you got the AFC North, you know, with Burrow, with Lamar Jackson. Um, and we'll see what happens now with Cleveland. Deshaun, it is an absolute uh, treacherous path to get to the playoffs and to win a playoff game in the AFC. Just food for thought uh, as uh, we wrap up here with Mike Giardi. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Fred. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys being along for the ride. For our producers, Thomas Warren, Tim Parachka, and Harrison Sanford, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time.
NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.